It's time to unify and simplify the IT world. We are here to do that one podcast at a time. I'm Steve. I'm McKay. And welcome to the Interchange IT Podcast. Welcome to the Interchange IT Podcast. Uh, I'm Steve. And today with us, special guest host, we have Cash. Welcome, and Cash. Thank you, thank you. Great to be here. It's uh, it's it's good to have you. It's uh, it's good to have you here. And uh, McKay is off. So uh, I want to apologize to everybody for my voice. It's a little different. It's a little muskier. Uh, this cold that came through, this flu, has injured my lungs and throat so that uh, I sound like I've I've been like an old time disc jockey. Welcome to the top five at five. I think it's enjoyable. I think it's I think it's enjoyable. It's got a good gravel to it. And part of that has to be we went from 70 degrees here in Utah yesterday to snow. Holy cow. And now we have harps and angels. No. So we're yeah. on the road. We should we're, probably we should probably let them know why we have harps. Yes. So we are not in the office today. We're out on the road again. Uh, this is uh, what event? What's this called? This is the CEO, CEO of the Year, Utah Business CEO of the Year Award, and our own Steve Daly, former is receiving. former guest of the podcast. Right, that's where he got his start. Was it's on the podcast. true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, and nobody knew who he was. No, before no. the podcast, uh, he is uh, getting one of the awards. He is. He is. He'll be taking the stage here shortly and be recognized. Um, and we hope to meet with some of our executives as they stop through on the way to the award banquet today yeah. and um, and some other tech leaders from around the state of Utah. So what are, so, what are some of the things that we want to talk to them about? I think we want to talk to them about, I mean, there are going to be some tech leaders here. We're going to have some people that uh, have taken their company from, I mean, you've got Zag, for example. Um, it'll be it'll be exciting to, to see some of what people taking from small startups to, in some cases, big global companies, right? But it's, it's kind of a a who's who, if you will, of Utah business. It is, and it looks like there's a bunch of industries represented looking around the room, and there's probably a bunch of different levels of business. Um, Utah is, is great at growing business and for all different levels, and I think that's a representation of those in the room today. So I think it should be an interesting mix of who we're able to track down and speak to outside of the Avanti team, um, the others who are leaders in the state of Utah. So leadership is one thing I want to I want to ask about because yeah. anytime I can bend their ear, right? It's what can I find out? What can I learn about leadership? Um, that terrifies me. The idea of you in leadership, by the way, it is a scary thing. It is. A scary It'll thing. never happen, right? But it, no, those, well, we those have, who can't do learn about it. Well, that that and, and just the number of soapboxes that we'll have to get you to stand up on so you can be seen over a podium. Platform shoes. Platform shoes. Yep. Lifts. Uh, you might not be able to tell us from the podcast. I don't know. I don't know if maybe the m- microphone closer to the center of the earth makes a different sound that, that Erica will have to adjust and post. But Cash is a, is a wee little guy. I come in registered at a at maybe a 5'7 level. Um, You're not 5'7. Maybe. You're 5'7 on tiptoes being held up by somebody. All right. Well, uh, I'm excited to get in touch with some people, talk to some people here, and... Uh, um, really dive into Utah business. All right, cool. Hey, Cash. So we are here now with uh, our very own CEO and former guest of the podcast, Steve Daly. Wow. So welcome. Thank you. Thank this, you. This glad is glad to be back. I'm glad you guys had me back, man. That's, I know. I know. It's amazing. And you were just traveling all around the world, weren't you? 
Where were you I recently? I was. I was. Uh, I spent some time in uh, just outside of Amsterdam in our office in Den Bosch. Uh-huh. I spent some time in uh, Darsbury, which up is by Manchester, uh, uh-huh. Bracknell, which is near London, Paris, uh, and Bangalore, India. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How was Bangalore? Uh, Bangalore was great. There yeah. is uh, there is an energy uh, in India. There's an energy in Bangalore in our office in Bangalore that's that's uh, pretty amazing. You know, they told us a fact that in Bangalore. They graduate 450,000 engineering students every year just wow. in Bangalore. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it, w- it was an amazing trip. That is, that is crazy. We have our, our STEM work cut out for us, right, to meet that kind of measurements. Yeah, no, that is, it is amazing when you think about that. Uh, there's probably not even that many university students here in Utah in no, total. No, no, no. Much less graduating in engineering every year. So tell me, you know, we, we've talked on the podcast before with you specifically about you know, working on some of the startups in a garage, That's right? right. Um, how do you transition from taking a startup in a garage to making it statewide, national, and then global? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question uh, because what I what I found through this process is is there kind of these areas these 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 plateaus that you have to push through mm-hmm. uh, as you're growing a business, and what I found is that a lot of times it, it has to do with uh, your willingness as a leader to give up some of the direct stick control and to start to, to enable other people and to empower and, and trust is probably the biggest thing. Uh, uh, people in the organization and not have to be doing everything as a leader. What, what is the danger of, of not giving up that control? What is, what is the fear and what is the danger if you don't actually make that transition? Yeah, what I've found is that um, particularly people that start new businesses, right? Very smart. They know what they want to do. They know where they want to go. They have a vision. And it's really easy in the beginning to just go execute on it. You hire a few people that are like-minded and it's easy to keep, you know, aligned because you're sitting right next to each other. And and, and um, it's easy to have your finger in all the pots. Right, but as you right. start to grow, you just physically, you can't do it. And so uh, I've seen, uh, in fact, I've worked with a few boards where the founder has gotten to a point where, and it usually happens around somewhere $50 million in revenue to maybe $100 million in revenue, they just kind of, they can't let go. And, they, and, the, and the business just kind of flattens out and it plateaus. And, and the biggest thing I've seen is, is, is at that 50 to $100 million, the founder either has to move aside and bring in somebody that can, can give up that control and really lead an organization, or, um, or they learn how to do it. And they learn how to bring in people that they can trust and learn how to better communicate vision to the rest of the organization. So when you go boots to the ground, right, and you go on these world tours and you go and visit all of these offices, are you going to connect so that they understand? Or are you going to, what what is the give and take there, right? Are you finding out more information or are you kind of finding, hey, this is the people that I trust that are really driving us in, in this center of excellence? Yeah, it's kind of twofold. So the first and foremost is just to get out there and, and meet meet everybody and, and make sure that they feel a connection to the to the overall company, to the strategy, to the headquarters, which is always a huge challenge, whether it's a you know an office in St. George or an office in Bangalore, India. Right. Always feel like if they're not in the halls every day that they just don't feel connected. And so th- that's the that's the main purpose of going. Uh, the other purpose is usually when we go out on these on this road trip, and I went out with Steve Morton this time, um, we'll spend time with the senior management team at the site and we'll spend some time and we'll just have very frank conversations. What are you what are you dealing with? 
what's hard, you know, what, what do you feel like you need, what do you feel like the people here need, and, and that, that creates that, that connection, that helps us to see, you know, who really is leading in those organizations and who should we, you know, who should we put our bets on as far as sure. helping to, to prof, uh, uh, to move out the, you know, the culture, to, to, to propagate the culture across the company. What, uh, you know, you, you, even in this last trip, all over the world, every hemisphere, uh, northern hemisphere, right? What, uh, what is unique about businesses in Utah that you've seen that have, have there's some amazing businesses that have come out of this state. Um, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, no one would have expected this kind of thing, right? What is it about Utah that, that's, that's bringing this yeah. yeah, no, you know, it's it's interesting because when I first came to the tech industry here in Utah, it was uh, in the mid-90s, uh, and, you know, the the land desk, which is, was Ivanti at the time, yeah. was like $15 million in revenue. So I feel like we've kind of, the, the like, growth what, like, of Ivanti to $500 million, right, is, is kind of follows the growth of the Utah tech scene as we've kind of come of age and we've and we've really grown into ourselves. Uh, and you know the thing the thing I really like about the culture here uh, is um, you know we, we have a way of of caring about others mm-hmm. right it, it's a it's it's a culture that wants to to help and, and and I think you know the companies that have been really successful have been able to leverage that not not try to be something else not try to be you know Silicon Valley uh, right. here right. in Utah but really leverage what what is the strength of the culture in Utah. And, and that translates worldwide. Everybody, you know, everybody I talk to, uh, you know, the, probably the the, the greatest um, compliment I got was after we had done uh, the merger with with Heat and we brought the two companies together. One of the people we were at a we were at a celebration party, and she said to me, "Look, I feel like Ivanti is the company that I've been waiting for my whole career." And right. so that translates across across you know across cultures. People do, people like to feel like they're part of something, and they want to feel like they're part of the family. What is the hardest? You just traveled around the world with uh, Steve Morton. Yeah. Hardest part about traveling around with Steve Morton? Well, you know the thing is he doesn't shower, and so <laughs> by the time you get to the end of the trip, it's kind of you know it's kind of nasty. Especially after mean, his clothes kind of stand up, and sometimes he just sets them outside his door, and you think he's awake. He's really does that increase his redness or decrease his redness? What is he going for there by not showering? Yeah, I think you know, I think, yeah, I think really it's kind of a defense mechanism. It's kind of like oh. a skunk, right? You just you you know nobody's going to get too close if you. He knows he's not going to get mugged. No one no one can get through that to mug him. Yeah, nobody's gonna mug him. Well, he him. looks angry all the time. So well, he's well, either that or homeless. One of the two. It's it's kind of a the voice of Avanti. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Hey, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on this honor, and uh, yeah, uh, have a great afternoon. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's always fun to talk with you. Now joining the Interchange IT podcast, the one, the only Phil Richard. <laughs> That was quite the introduction. That, that was, was amazing. Quite the have, introduction for quite the man. We're going to have him do all the introductions for our podcast now. One thing we wanted to talk about a little bit unique to a growing company, right? And in security, some of the challenges we face, we talked to Steve about this earlier. What's the difficulty for you as, as overseeing security and all of these things for a growing, going from a growing Utah company to a growing global company? Well, there's a couple of things that are really challenging in this space. I think the first thing is for any growing company, just trying to 
kind of get your head around the things that, there's, there's a whole universe of things you can be doing, but there's a relatively small subset of things that you should be doing from a security perspective and really trying to identify what things are important versus what things are urgent, which is versus what things can wait for maybe a couple of few cycles. That's really hard to do and that's really important to be able to get that right uh, so is challenging. Where do people drop the ball? As they're making this expansion, right? Where do they drop the ball? Um, I don't know about dropping the ball, but one of the things that maybe they don't pay enough attention to are, are kind of some of the basics. We're talking about risk management, we're talking about making sure that they're understanding what their inventory is in terms of hardware and software assets, and also making sure that they're kind of going through and executing on the patch management process that they've, that they've established. Just making sure that they're doing the basics is, uh, is one of the things that's real important. People get all excited about getting the newest next-gen firewall and making sure that they have the newest cool stuff. And that's important and that's good, but not at the expense of the basics. The basics are still fundamental. We've had a unique challenge at Avanti in that we've acquired, I don't even know how many companies. Five in the last 10 years. Uh, five in the last 10 years, but even those companies had acquired companies before we acquired them, right? Right, yeah. So we're merging all these different systems, all these different cultures. What's been, because that's, that's a different challenge almost than organic growth. It is. Uh, there's, a, there, there's a lot of challenges when you have uh, different groups that have a lot of different systems. And as you mentioned before, Steve, cultures. Uh, you can't underestimate the, uh, you know, the, the impact of having some of these different cultures in an environment. Uh, when we try to take these companies and do things the Avanti way, sometimes that's perceived as we're, 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 we're doing things, we, you know, we're, we're not doing things in the way that, they're, that people are used to having them uh -huh. done. Uh, so, so people tend to get uh, you know, kind, of, kind of concerned or worried that maybe we're not doing the right thing simply because we're doing something different. Uh, and, and that becomes somewhat of a challenge. So there, there's, there's lots of challenges in that space when you're talking about uh, growth by acquisition. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah I think, I think it's, you, when you have growth by or, organic growth, you know, you kind of, you grow with it, right? You can exactly. learn yeah, you're, you're, or you're, die. You're, well, well, you could. Well, die, I mean, but. That's, we were talking to Daly, and said there's 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 different plateaus, right? Yeah. And there are certain plateaus where when you get to them, either adapt or you're done. You, you adapt, you adapt or you die. That's a, that's right. very very true. Yeah. So the the nice thing about organic growth is that you're bringing somebody into your culture, and they know they're coming into a new culture, and they're comfortable because you know they've gone through the whole job interview process and and all that kind of thing. When you're talking about growth by acquisition, you're talking about taking somebody's candy away from them that they've already had, and you're replacing it potentially with new candy, but it's still different candy, and it's so they don't example. like it. Um, it's a great example. It's a great example. Someone likes a Snickers, and you're giving them Starburst. Yeah. Way to go, Cash. Great. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Enjoy uh, the lunch and everything. And Yeah, thanks, Steve and Cash. It's great. Good and ladies here. and gentlemen, let's hear it for Phil Richards. Now that's a big <laughs> outro. Thank you. Appreciate and, it. Enjoy some skiing. Go ski. That will be fun. All right. So, Mitch, uh, you know, we haven't had you on the podcast before, or yet, but we will. We will. You're head of worldwide sales for Avanti. Uh, and uh, tell me a little bit about uh, kind of the challenges. You know, you've, you've been with the company how long now? Uh, three years. So what are the ch you've seen big changes over the last three years. Oh, for sure. So what, what have been the challenges for taking, you know, that, that we've, we've seen as we've gone from land desk and, and local to, to Utah, to this global, global uh, company. Right, so when I arrived three years ago, uh, we were about 220 million uh, in revenue and 800 employees, 
sales team was probably 200 people. Um, and since then, as you know, we've gone through eight acquisitions as well as a significant merger, right? Right, right. And every one of those has been uh, extremely rewarding, yet challenging at the same time, right? Uh -huh. And with each of the acquisitions, I think the, the biggest challenge is really the people part. Uh, you look at individuals and their loyalty to companies and so forth, it's not so much that way. It's actually loyalty to the people with whom they work, right? Right, right. So you do acquisitions, uh, you know, you bring in uh, the teams, you integrate the teams, you get into one model, one formation. Uh, it's difficult to uh, maintain and retain the right level of talent. So that's one of the, that's one of the issues that we've uh, realized. I think, you know, the flip side of acquisitions and, and the merger activity that we've been through, though, is that overall team chemistry has been enhanced through every acquisition, right? Because right. Uh, the, the culture of each respective business is so unique. What have been, you know, the, the leadership lessons that you've learned as we've made this transition? Uh, you know, I think uh, I, I look back to my early roots and, and uh, some of the mentors that I had. And uh, I'm looking over at Steve Daly right now, and right. he just winked at me. So he must be a mentor as well. There you go. Um, but no, I, every strong leader that I've worked with and for, um, they're inspiring. And uh, they believe in their teams. Uh, they, they hold their teams accountable. Uh -huh. And they're not shy of coaching providing feedback, right? So lead through their own example and, uh, you know, they're visionary individuals. Great, great. Tell me uh, how, as, as, as a global leader, you know, you're not even you know, just North America, but you're global. How do you adjust your leadership from culture to culture to culture? Uh, I actually think that, you know, you got to be culturally sensitive and understand the nuances of uh, your team and where they're at and, uh, you know, their origin as well as their background. But I actually believe that your approach needs to be quite consistent uh, uh, for their peers to see how you interact with one another and that your, your level of uh, uh, approach and coaching with each individual team member is consistent across the board. Great. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Absolutely, Appreciate it. Steve. And uh, yeah, enjoy the afternoon. In enjoy the uh, the luncheon, and yeah, enjoy that raspy voice during I, cold I, season. I will. I will. Let's go sing some country western together. I'm, I'm down to do it. You know, I'm down to do that. Uh, thanks, brother. Thanks, Mitch. So, uh, Steve, we're yeah. here with Steve Morton, one of the other many Steves that we have around here, who yeah. is joining the podcast from recently having his face inside of a Bengal tiger in <laughs> India. That is not Straight true. I wasn't in India, India, but I, did, I, I didn't see any tigers. He wasn't on the inside. His face was on the inside. Yeah. His wow. arms and legs were. Yeah, that's, so, that's a good point. So you just were on this massive worldwide road show yeah. with, uh, with Steve Morton. With Steve Daly, yeah. Steve, I'm Steve sorry, Morton, right? you yeah. are Steve Morton. That's right, yeah. My boss. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, uh, we went and saw the Taj Mahal, which was unbelievable. How was that? It's fantastic. It's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, it was more, more stupendous, more enormous, more just kind of just awesome than I, I, I even imagined. Was so. it one of those moments like when you saw the Eiffel Tower for the first time? Yeah, where you're that just like, yeah. wow, that's it. The other right day I walked there. up. We were, we walked up. Uh, we were at a hotel. We walked up to um, this overlook, and there you could see it in the distance, and it was just, just as beautiful as you expected. And then up close, it was even better. So wow, wow. So tell us a little bit about. Going around and the, the worldwide tour, some of the places you saw, some of the things that you yeah, were doing. You can tell I'm sick. I got sick on that yes, stupid trip. Yes, you can trip. hear yeah. my voice as well. Yeah, man, it's... it was terrible. But it was the 11 days. We stayed in only one hotel we stayed in for two nights, 
every other one was just a single night. We were in Paris, we were in, in England, we were in Darsbury uh, up, up near Manchester. Uh, we, we were in the Netherlands, we were all over the place. It was just a kind of a trip to the offices to talk to customers and talk to the offices and make sure they're all aligned with the strategy. So it was awesome. Very nice, very yeah. nice. Uh, any, uh, tell us, tell us the worst part about traveling with, uh, with, uh, with Daly. He's just difficult to work with, to be honest. He's just, he's just, he's kind of a prima donna. You know, he, he needs a foot massage at night. Uh, Did he expect you to do that? Yes, or? well, he didn't, yeah, it was expected, absolutely, yeah. So he told us about uh, the issue with you was showering or lack thereof. He said, he said that about me? Yeah, really? yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yeah. Not a single shower, he said. He said it's a defense mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and that you would you would put your clothes outside because after a while they just stand up. Yeah, you put them outside your room. There's some truth to that. There's some truth to that. Because it costs like it $700 to wash a pair of underwear anywhere in those expensive hotels, you know? It's true. It's very true. So tell us, uh, one thing we've been asking people today is, you know, we, we took a company from, from a local company, you know, Landesk, you know, 10, 15 years ago, to now this global company. Uh, tell us some of the, some of the, the things, the challenges, and, and how you'd make that transition. I think the, the hardest thing is just to keep everybody aligned with a single message. You know, there's all those people in every office, 1,700 or more of us, right? In each of these locations, and the further you get away from headquarters, the more difficult it is to stay up on the message. So. I think that's one of the biggest challenges, and, and uh, there's nothing like just getting on the road and talking to your customers and, and your prospects and your employees just to kind of keep that keep that together. It's worth the uh, little extra fatigue and extra uh, no, travel? No, I wouldn't say it's worth it, but it's, <laughs> it's necessary. Yeah, no, well, your voice is, uh, I can hear it in your voice. We're yeah, not going to keep you long, but right, uh, when did you get in you. town? I came in uh, on Tuesday night. Tuesday yeah, night, so, yeah, so still recovering from Thursday, the worldwide. Yeah, it's, yeah, I slept all day yesterday. It's just... Yeah, you know, I, I, I right in the last bit of the trip, you get sick. You know, when we're right. coming home, I'm yeah. like, oh man, this is gonna suck, and yeah. it's terrible to be not not even have a place to sleep. But it, when you're on an airplane, one you're getting sicker. That's that's the worst. Yeah, these yeah. are really yeah. first world world problems. I know we're talking about here, but uh, but it was still um, it still sucks. Well, thanks, Steve. Appreciate Good to it. See Fantastic. And now joining the Interchange IT podcast is Joel Clark from Kodiak Cakes. Joel, tell us a little bit about the Kodiak Cakes and, and what you do there. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm actually one of the co-founders and the CEO, and I actually sold little pancake mixes out of a red wagon when I was eight years old. My mom's recipe, and she always wanted to create a product. And so that was kind of how we got going. And then years later, my older brother uh, took the recipe and created the first product, our flapjack and waffle mix in the mid-'90s. And I went and helped him start selling flapjack mix, and then we've just been we've been been bootstrapping along for all, a lot of years. And in the last five years, we started to really grow. So business is business, right? And all businesses run into different challenges. What is your philosophy of leadership, right, for a growing business? I mean, you guys have kind of a hockey stick. Yeah. Uh, what has been your philosophy of leadership of driving this brand and this company forward? Oh man, I would say you know one thing I think a lot about is. Like the concept of a self-made person is just really like a false concept, and so I think for us, it's just it's been about people. Like our our whole story has been about perseverance because it's been a really long haul in getting there. But one, you know, once we it was all about finding the right amazing people and empowering them, and that's the only reason we're even still around today. So I think you know companies that have a super strong top-down leadership model that just you know I, I that, that's just completely the opposite for us. We've really been a, about empowerment and. Finding awesome people and giving them a long, long leash and 
letting him run, and they have just added so much value and just turned Kodiak Kicks into what it is today. Outside of having a live bear at your office, what is next for Kodiak Cakes? Yeah, so it's new products. So it's like, it's a, we're, we're really building a platform brand, right? So we have flapjack mixes. We got into um, frozen waffles last year, and that's been really cool. And now we're going after baking mixes. So we're going after like, you know, brownie mixes, um, cupcakes, br uh, uh, cornbread, those types of products now. So all got, things delicious. Yeah, all, all things, things delicious, delicious, all things whole grain and protein. And I was telling Joel off air, I was telling him, I hate pancakes, which I was, I was afraid to tell him. But my <laughs> wife whipped out the Kodiak cakes for my five-year-old, and she goes, just have one, just try it. And they're delicious. And then when she's like, yeah, and it's whole grain, it's protein, I was like, oh, wow, I just ate something that's good for me, and I, and I liked it, too. That, that's a rare occurrence. So I think you're doing something right, That's Joel. awesome, man. That's awesome. I'm just glad we could convert you. So welcome to the club. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, will, I will get a bear tattoo on my shoulder yes. tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> Very nice. Well, congratulations on being honored today. Um, it's a fantastic honor. Congratulations for being one of Utah's leading businesses. Oh, thank you. Um, you guys have an awesome brand. You're doing great things. And we can't wait to see what's next. And uh, we'll have a pancake party or something to celebrate your guys' you next milestone. No, that's great. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Joel. Take care. All right. So I'm here with Travis Smith. Travis, I've known Travis for... 20 plus years now. Yeah. Uh, I speak uh, Haitian Creole. I think we talked about that a little bit on the podcast, but Travis is the guy who taught it to me. So uh, I was so like, you can blame me. Blame him. Um, it's great when you travel to Boston, very useful in Boston, not so useful in Salt Lake. But Sadly. So, so Travis, you're here, you're, you're CEO from your company, which is your company's called? Uh, so we're Collective Medical Technologies. And, and your uh, CEO is one of the honorees? He is today. Great. Tell us a little bit. What are you guys doing? What is sure. Collective? So Collective Medical, we're in uh, the healthcare space. Yeah. We have a, a SaaS, software as a service platform that enables uh, hospitals, uh, physicians, health insurance companies to share information and collaborate in real time uh, for patient care. So the idea is we have a very complex healthcare system and it's easy for patients to fall through the cracks as they're visiting different doctors, as they're going to a hospital or an emergency room. Sure. And we enable... Uh, we basically connect everybody together, so everybody has uh, is working from the same uh, plan of care for a patient, and they all know what's happening to the patient, and they have tools to collaborate uh, as that patient's uh, visiting all the different places across the healthcare system. How long have you guys been around? Uh, we've we've been live. Our first customer went live over eight years ago, so it's been a long run. And and then, if you guys have grown, what are kind of some of the challenges and stuff that you guys that you guys have experienced as, as you guys have expanded? And sure. So the the two founders of our company uh, uh, were Adam Green and Wiley Vandenacker, two software engineers, came out of BYU. Uh, they bootstrapped the company. So for the first uh, sure. se uh, seven, almost eight years of the company, uh, they basically we grew only by organic revenue growth. Sure. Uh, and so it was slow. There's a lot of uh, hockey stick growth, if you will. Uh, the hockey stick has happened over the past uh, two years, two and right, a half right, years. Right. 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 And so uh, it was, uh, you know, uh, you know, it took a long time for us to, to, to really kind of hit that hockey stick phase. It's really been in the past uh, three years that we're basically expanding out across the country. So um, we have uh, customers live in 15 states now, getting ready to sure. launch in another six states across the country. Has it provided additional challenges that you guys have grown across the nation? Yeah, scaling's been scaling's been a big challenge, right? So the the product we. 
we spent a long time, the first several years was about product market fit. Right. Nailed that, then it's about how do I scale the technology. I think we've got that. Now it's about scaling a team. So as we're implementing hundreds of hospitals, thousands of medical clinics, how do you do that in a way so that people have a good customer experience as they come on board, but then also they're having success longer term? What are their objectives? It's not just about are they using the software, but are they accomplishing their objectives over time? Scaling that uh -huh. ends up being more difficult. We want to stay away from a professional services type business sure. and really stay SaaS based. So being able to really uh, designer implementation systems, design the, the software itself so that it's easy, it's intuitive, it doesn't require a lot of hand-holding, it's really well tailored to their needs. Those are the things we've really focused on so sure. we can hit, hit sustainability there. Well, we'd love to have you, I know they're about to start the, the presentation everything in there, we've got to let you go in there, but we'd love to have you come on the podcast more and talk about some of the challenges of, of, of building this SaaS, this national SaaS well, company. It's great, I mean, it's hair on fire every day and we've got a lot of stuff we haven't figured out yet, but it's a lot of fun and and we're making That's progress. That's the fun part, so right? Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Avi, merci un peu, oui. I'm Lutton Wimmer. The Interchange IT Podcast is brought to you by Avanti, a software company that helps you succeed in every aspect of your job, including operational IT security, asset management, service management, and supply chain management. Find out more at Avanti.com.